You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Golden State... After very disappointing loss in Sacramento last night, give the Kings all the credit. They outplayed the Warriors last night in every facet of the game, but the Warriors came back and really put together. That's two really good games out of the last of three for Golden State. The win over Cleveland here and the win over San Antonio tonight. This is James Wiseman. Now back to Willier and Dibs. Uh, <laughs> now back to Willier and Dibs. Ah, uh, see? Down to Santa Cruz to work on that name for you there, James. That's tough. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's tough. <laughs> That's a, this is James sorry, Wiseman. Sorry. Now back to Santa Cruz. Was that, was, yeah. that, was that too soon? I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I hope he, you know, works on his game. I hope he... <laughs> And I do think, I Mark, that better. he need like, James Kaminga, I'm sorry, Jonathan Kaminga, he, he cannot go to Santa Cruz. What he needs no. is here. He needs minutes here, well, he's here. to assimilate. And yes. James is there. James Wiseman needs to go there and find some comfort. Kaminga doesn't suffer. Yeah. He doesn't suffer from the same confidence uh, issues that uh, Wiseman suffers no, from. No, I agree. I agree with that. And, and listen, um, I... I <laughs> I hate stuff like this because my, uh, you know, my entire thing when we, we when it comes to sports, when it comes to what we do, talking about this, having fun with it, I I go as far as I can possibly go to humanize these these people. Um, because Some would you, say you go too far. Uh, most would say that, and I don't care because um, that's really really important to me. I don't I don't like. Uh, opening up these microphones and being like, that idiot dropped the ball. Right. Like every, He's a boss. He's a bum. Ever, He's a choker. Just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, to me, that that just, it, it, it bounces around in my brain and, and triggers me in, in so many ways because uh, we put these uniforms on and, and they get a ton of money and all of a sudden they're expected to do things that no human being can do. And by the way, they do do things that no other human being can do. However, there's never been a wide receiver in the history of ever that doesn't drop a pass, right? They, they, you you got to allow for this stuff. And so when we start using words like bust very early in careers, especially for big men, especially for guys who've been hurt, especially for guys who are short on college basketball, he is check, check, check. He's it's the only thing he's things. short on, by the way. He's, no joke. Experience. He's literally gone through the trifecta of... That's not a good way to start the career. He's gone through all of that. So does this mean he's never going to be good? Absolutely not. But what's fascinating to me, we've dealt with this with the Niners and Trey Lance, and we're dealing with it with the Warriors now. When a team gets to a certain level, 
They don't have time to sit and wait for key pieces to be good. Because we're like, but what about now? We're in win-now mode. We've got Steph Curry and a clock that's ticking fast. We don't have time for this. And so I hear it on all the shows. I hear it from a lot of friends, and I feel it too. Here's the unfortunate part for James Wiseman. A, I don't think he's a bust. But B, I've also lost the emotional connection to him being a warrior for the rest of his career. If the Warriors traded him before Christmas, would you shed a tear? No, probably not. I mean, I, I'm and, not an emotional guy when it comes to okay, that. And I, mean I not, cry over a lot of stuff, but I, yeah, I don't but cry over that. player movement. <laughs> <laughs> For just... $14. There you go. You can go see James Wiseman actually play basketball. Is that what it costs to go to a Julie K? Oh, yeah. I was talking about the gas prices. Okay. Mark. It's about a four-gallon <laughs> trip. I don't know what ticket prices are, but he's going to be there. And for just five nineteen a gallon, you can drive over Highway 17. Good price. Yeah, yeah brother, not bad, not brother, bad. Brother, it's down below five for a couple of stations in my town. I paid five oh nine the other day, so just for five oh nine a gallon. Five oh nine? Are you out of your mind? For just four gallons round trip, you can see James Wiseman play in the G League, and the G stands for gasoline. Ah, <laughs> very good. Thank you. It's been a while, Spadon. Thank you for that. <laughs> it has. It's been, it's been a, a while. Yeah. I'm happy for James because yeah, the other G word is... Congratulations. Hey, James, congratulations on the demotion. I slid into his DMs. <laughs> but at least he gets to play, Mark, yeah. because there's nothing more sad than watching a guy who is healthy in street clothes. Or, I guess the only thing more, more sad is having him be in uniform and having him get a DNP CD coach's decision. The only way he gets better is if he plays basketball. But you can't have him play basketball on this team right. because he's not good enough in any, in, really in any way. And you have veterans who I'm sure behind the scenes are saying, Steve, do me a favor, play Lamb, play Ty Jerome, play anybody, put Bob Myers out there. And Bob, you know, pretty good big man. Not bad. Pick up basketball, but Wiseman can't play at this level right now. So he needs to play to get better. He can't play here. How do you make him better? Boardwalk. I get it. Boardwalk. I get it. And so that's why it was fascinating to me when Spinelli Mike loves that. Yeah, when Mike. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, right. Yeah. Still, I haven't been there in forever. Still, it's nice. They still have the thing on the carousel where you throw the rings at the. Uh, do they? Do they really? I think so yeah. The oh my gosh! That means it's there. been there for forty years. Then. Neptune's kingdom. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Like if you're tall enough, and this was always for me. This was the demark. This was like the, the line, line of demarcation. Right. Yeah. The line of demarcation as to whether or not you know, like I had all grown up, was whether or not you go around the carousel, could I reach the rings? Because there, I was always like, man, I can't reach. I wanted to do that so bad, and the yeah, teenagers yeah. could reach the rings, and I can't reach the rings. Oh, you can't reach the rings, huh? <laughs> you can't reach the rings. I'm over here in a flipping booster seat, babe. Okay, and I'm barely tall enough to be over this counter. 
I was four foot ten when I started high school. Man, when I when I when I reached that ring for the first time. Oh, well, it must have been a big thrill for you. I was four years old. Exactly. Exactly. I was four. Dude, I was so short in high school. I was in the front row at graduation. There were seven girls and me. Oh wow. Well, good for you. Shout out Lisa Wiggins, who's about four foot seven. Hey, back to Wiggins. Totally. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) So, so really, do they still have the rings? So you re- you reach the rings and then you throw them into yeah. the awesome classic. I'm, I have not been there since. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think I've been there since I was a kid. I've not taken the kids yet since uh, since we moved back four years ago. It's well worth the trip. And yeah. while you're down there, don't miss James Wiseman and the Santa Cruz Warriors. <laughs> now we got him as they take yeah. on Tulsa. No, we're going to plan the trip now. It's going to be uh, the Wiseman and Rings trip. Uh, because Wiseman need not getting a ring up here. So uh, maybe get a ring, bad, maybe get a ring down there in Santa Cruz. Uh, they but. play Saturday, uh, Santa Cruz Warriors, as I click on the schedule here. Uh, yeah, Ticketmaster. Ticket's still available, Mark. Okay, all right. Uh, if you got a gas card for me, I'll go. They take on the Lakers, the South Bay Lakers. The actual Lakers, have they all been demoted to uh, the G League as well, the whole team? Yeah, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Lakers 3-0 and out without LeBron in the starting lineup. They're just like, hey, get out, dude. We don't Seriously. need you. Remember when Silver came on last week and he talked about his conversation with Steve Kerr and and they likened Trey Lance to James Wiseman, and I just it, my mind keeps going back there, because there's it, it's so hard to have this conversation without people getting very very upset, and and I want to say this is nothing about Trey and James and the word bust and giving up. It's nothing about that. No, it's sort of it's weird. We talked about this a few years ago as such a lucky break. Good teams Shout Guru. that ended up with high draft picks. You don't see that very often. The Warriors, we know the story. All the injuries, and they get the number two pick. The 49ers have a decent pick, but then they turn it into the number three pick. And so here you go. Championship contenders with early picks. And we all said the same thing. Wow! You're a championship contender, and you get this early pick. And for the young person that gets picked... Wow, what a gift. You don't have to be a Jet or a Hornet. You get to go be a Niner or a Warrior. And the more I've watched this, I've decided... More curse than blessing. That's not the blessing that you think it is. Because these teams cannot sit here and wait for you to get better. They're like, we got to go. Right. And these big guys are like, I'm not ready to go. And I think the comp is appropriate in these ways. One... Both were very, very untested at their collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance played at FCS, missed a whole year, and Wiseman played just three games and didn't play even a lot in those three games. Both highly drafted to winning organizations, like you said. Both with more upside than actual tangible skills at this point. The only real difference is the Niners drafted Trey Lance to be their Steph Curry, essentially quarterback of the football team, Wiseman was drafted to be a big man piece and eventual starting center, but I don't think that they drafted him thinking he was going to end up being a Dwight Howard 24-13 and kind of player. Dwight Howard at his peak. He wasn't drafted to be Shaq. I mean, he was a guy who they thought could be a real quality center at this level, and yet Neither one of them for injury reasons. There's another reason why the comparisons are so good. Trey missed a whole year. Well, Wiseman missed a whole year. And so now you're in a spot where 
Wiseman has a place where he can go and actually play and get better. Trey Lance doesn't. So when Trey Lance gets healthy, and we'll talk to Doc Pandia about this tomorrow because the, the notion that Trey Lance might be healthy enough to make a return this year, mm. he debunked it, and he'll tell you why tomorrow at 1130. It's actually a great explanation that he gave as far as healing versus functional healing and the yeah. difference when it comes to pro sports. So Trey Lance next year, Mark, he doesn't have a G League where he can go and play and get better. He gets thrown right into yeah. the fire, theoretically. I mean, March, I'm all, I've, I've mentioned it a couple times. I'm yeah. already waiting for March. March and, and not just Trey. It's going to be madness. Well, and thank, thank you. you. Yeah, there you go. Appreciate it. Deborah Claus will be here and... Trey Lance rumors will be there, and and will James Wiseman still be a warrior? Like, I mean, there's kind of a race going on right now. James Wiseman, the future. Trey Lance, the future. You sure? If I asked you to bet right now, okay, bet right now, if either one of them, if their future is with their current team, what would you say? I'm going to give you two years from now. Are James Wiseman and Trey Lance both still on their current teams? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, Trey Lance, yes. James Wiseman, no. Okay. I think, boy. Yeah, for James Wiseman, I would say, and the trade deadline, I think, is February? Mm, That sounds right. So that, to me, is an interesting line of, will James Wiseman still be a warrior? Because we've heard a lot of whispers. There's a lot of talk around the Warriors. And if they... If they need a player in order to make a run down the stretch this year, well, you've got the 15th roster spot as a way to get a player, but maybe you trade one of these youngsters or two of these youngsters to get another player to make a championship run. And if you're going to trade anyone right now, the, the most tradable or the highest probability of a traded player on this Warriors team, it's Wiseman 1. For sure. It's Kaminga two, two. Yes. And then we can have a debate about, Oof. I mean, is it, I don't think it's Draymond. <laughs> then, it gets, then it gets crazy. I, I don't know who it is. Is it Draymond? Is it know. Moody? Is it, I mean, it's not, is it Jordan Poole? I don't know Jordan Poole. I, well, I mean, and then there's the rules, obviously. We know that with, Steph would be 15th right, on that well, list. Yeah, Steph is last. Okay. Yeah, and Poole, there's all the rules because you just signed him to an extension Wiggins and whatnot. Also. Wiggins also. Wiggins, uh, Wiggins, I think, would be next. Like, only Steph would be uh, less likely. I, yeah. I think Wiggins is is uh, is cemented in there as well. Um, and, and Poole, quite frankly, I, I, I do too. I just... I don't know. I don't know. A Draymond or a Clay would would be for salary reasons. But my gosh, again, going back to the emotions that are involved with these players, here's here's kind of what almost tends to work against one another. We have such emotions surrounding Clay Thompson, such emotions surrounding Draymond Green. It becomes impossible to start even thinking about doing things that would feel wrong to them. We're like, well, we can't do that. Well, now Draymond has opened the door because he went off and hauled off and punched a teammate in the face. And for a lot of people that went, okay, now it's on the table. You wronged us. Now we can go ahead and wrong you. But for Clay, it's the it, it's off the table and it couldn't be further off the table because not only is he the nicest guy ever, he's cruising around with a boat, he's a constant champion, and oh, by the way, any issues he's having are solely because of major injury. And he's worked his way back and he's done every single thing right. So the idea of doing wrong by Clay Thompson is unfathomable. 
However, what do the Warriors actually owe to any of these players? The first answer I'd give you is they owe Steph Curry to put everything into what he needs to win as much as he can as his career comes to a close over the next few years. That's what they owe. And if that means getting better help around him, I don't know. You got to look at it, don't you? Absolutely. You got to look at it. But part of that, like what you owe Steph Curry, and I think you're right to the extent that you don't owe these guys anything, but if you want to you know, do right by any one player, like, okay, you're not going to ever trade Steph Curry. That, I think, is 100% certainty, at least at this point. So if Steph's going to be here, then you do owe it to him to help him and help your organization be the best it can be. And maybe that includes, hey, Steph, how would you feel if we traded Draymond? You can't trade Draymond. Okay, Steph, we won't do that. Right. What if we dealt Clay? You can't trade Clay. Okay, Steph, we won't do that. How much of that is in play to where, not that he's going to sit next to Bob Myers and they're going to have like the final say, each other, as to what to do, but, but he certainly is a voice in the yeah, room, right? Oh, you don't do it without asking. You don't do anything without asking. I mean, they didn't go get KD without asking. So they asked Steph, how would you feel if we sent James Wiseman to Santa Cruz for a little while? And Steph says, does he need a ride? Right. <laughs> like, I could get him to Atherton. Exactly. Maybe an Uber from he's, there. He's on his own uh, from there. Yeah, Sean and Sam Bruno on <laughs> Willard and Dan. Hey, Sean, what are you doing? Hey, what's going on? I'm taking my call. I'm just doing my one-and-a-half-year-old. We're just doing our thing on, I guess, what is it, Tuesday morning? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. You, if you got a one and a half year old, you are not required to know what day it is. You I'll just say, yeah, plus or minus <laughs> one day. If you had said Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, the answer would be yes. <laughs> True, it's all the same. But uh, man, I got to talk about this. Uh, this. So I think that it's time to start thinking about the Warriors, the way that the, the skill, whoever like picked up, you know, decided to draft. Uh, I think it was like a good. I mean, he's a good kid. I love Wiseman as a person and everything. But I'm starting to think he's a, he was a misfit for this, what the Warriors need in their big man. And I could see them thinking toward the future, like maybe they thought they were going to need a guy that could like get some scoring in, a little bit more scoring from that position. But the Warriors, usually with the big man, they need a guy that understands space, they got hands, that can screen well, that can pass well. And it just seems like at this point, I know it's been injuries, and a lot of these things, but he's got like probably the best screening big man as a mentor in the game right now. The best like far as like his court sense and his spatial awareness. I think nobody's better than Looney in those areas. And if if it it's been three years, you know, watching film, and I just see like I just seems like he's still in thinking about what to do. And it's like I just got like I think it might be time to maybe consider that maybe he'll be better fit. With another roster, Sean, that's I, a great point, Sean. I, I, I think you're onto something, and 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 we can. Well, I don't want to speak for everybody. I can, I'll speak for me. I can certainly understand if you go back to when they drafted Wiseman. Didn't it feel like, like, well, gosh, that's the one thing they don't have. Amazing. They ended up with the number two pick in the draft, and there happens to be this guy here who's a seven-footer. They don't really have that scoring presence down a low. skilled seven-footer. Man, if, yep. you, if you pair that with Steph, Clay, and Dre, I mean, we're going to dominate the world. Light years, Mark. It, it, it made all the sense in the world on paper. Um, 
and maybe someday it still will. I'm I, I, right. The, the book's not closed, but I hear a lot of people just starting to use that word "fit." Yeah, and it it I agree. Right, right now, um, the finer points of warrior basketball. Yeah, he nailed the, it. That caller the, absolutely nailed the it. The things that we don't necessarily see. The way that you have to work in your defensive rotations, the way that you have to be a very heady player, the ball movement, it doesn't it just doesn't feel like it fits. But just think about the Kavon Looney role. Why is Kavon Looney such a great big man for this team? It's because of his ability to set screens. There James Wiseman yeah. is not a great screen setter. Kavon Looney's not a great passer. He can pass. Kevon Looney knows when to roll, where to roll, and what to do when he gets the ball in certain spots. James Wiseman is a very skilled big man, but in this system, in this offense, his skills don't really match up. And he doesn't have the ability yet to get his own shot in the half court. So even when they want to run things with James Wiseman, what do we see? We see the high screen, the roll, and then the lob. That's basically the only thing that they run for James Wiseman, and that's not the way this offense generally operates. Well, and I also think it's it's tough for fans when players start looking like they're going through something mentally. Do you remember when James first came up? When he first came up and they're like, okay, put him in, because the Warriors were in a spot where everyone was hurt and they could just kind of watch him go. And I remember a few games where you're like, man, this guy, like he's hitting three-pointers. He's showing all kinds of offensive versatility. Um, he, he's blocking some shots. Sure, he's raw. He's thin. He's going to fill out. He's going to learn all this and that. That's how it felt in moments. Not all the time, but in moments you looked at James and went, Whew, this is a skill set. When you watch him play now, I, I, I don't see any of that. It just looks like somebody ran out onto the onto the rectangle and is just out there thinking. Yeah, this that's it. It's just a whole bunch of thinking, and that does nothing in professional sports. No, and that's the again to make the Kevon Looney comparison. The way he plays is down to the ground. He doesn't have anything even remotely close to Wiseman's gifts, but he's not thinking out there. He knows where to be. He knows what the team needs him to do, and I think. You mentioned it. The word fit. Ultimately, even at James Wiseman's best, he still might not be the right fit for the Warriors. So let's just take that as a possibility. Let's just say that James Wiseman will never fit with what the Warriors do. How do you get James Wiseman comfortable and able to be a piece that another team would say, hey, whoa, he would fit over here because right now you haven't showcased him enough so maybe it's, hey, go to Santa Cruz and get That's me right. 28 and yep. 17. Yep, yep. Go crazy, let folks. A, and let a scout go fall in love with you. Oh, yeah. Let a scout. Oh, the length. Right? Gonna, oh, the jumper. Scout's going to go to the boardwalk, oh, grab a ring on totally, the carousel, totally. head over to a game, go, oh, my gosh, 28 and 17. Oh, Call Thank the general you. manager on a cell phone in the parking lot and Put go, the highlights. I think, I, I, I think he can be something. I think he can do it. Jesus. But you're never going to get a scout to think that at Chase Center right now. You see the way his belt matches his shoes in that second row seat? Bob, Bob, I got a guy. I got <laughs> hey, a guy. I got a guy. He's, he's at Chase Center right now, and he thinks a lot while he runs around on the court. He doesn't score much and get a lot of rebounds. But, man, he can really go out there and look like he's trying to figure it out. You can't do it here. Not right now. No. Not yet. 
So uh, the NBA season is a long one, filled with streaks and slumps. And where you put your money could change on a dime. Listen to the Take It or Leave It podcast with host Jeremy Nichols for insight on trends that will define who wins and who loses. Follow Take It or Leave It on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We do have some 49ers stuff for you. Um, for instance, that Commanders win last night, you may have been like, oh, cool, Eagles have a blemish. They're 8-1. and one. That was not good for the 49ers. It wasn't? That was not good for the 49ers. It wasn't terrible for the 49ers, but the Commanders, plucky, and 5-5. Five and five. Look at them go, and they're on the 49ers' schedule later this year, and they are only a half game back of the 49ers, and they have an incredibly easy schedule. Do you remember last week when we said, who's going to crash this party of seven teams? We already know. Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Vikings, whoever wins the Drek in the South, Niners, Seahawks. Who's crashing this party? And we couldn't find a team. Maybe last night someone raised their hand and said, what about us? No? Maybe? I mean, they raised raised their hand, but still a lot of meat left on that bone. Um, And did the Dolphins pop champagne? Did I miss that, Mercury Morrison fellas? I'm sure that... They, they should have. Have they gotten too old to pop champagne? Maybe they're not getting together every year like they used to. Seriously. I don't know. I love but, Maybe they're popping Geritol now. <laughs> they just popping. <laughs> um, but we can get into all that. But next, it's time for the Slates. Nice. Yeah, Anthony Slater, our Warrior Insider, with questions about Wiseman, the starting lineup, and much more on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. It's JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dibs. He knows us. <laughs> Is he the only one that got it right the first time? I just, I mean, I don't know. Didn't maybe, maybe it took him 12 times and they just didn't save the rest. I don't know. But hey, uh, it's Dante DiVincenzo. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Oh, that was close though. Yeah, he rolled it a little bit. He's like Willard and Dibs. Oh, he's yeah. a town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DiVincenzo. I was just—he got his own name right. So that's all that matters on his name. Way cooler than mine. <laughs> Jeez, you kidding me? All right. Uh, it is. It's Williard and Dibs uh, here on uh, 95.7 The Game. Glad you're with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And thank you, Anthony Slater, our Warrior Insider, for jumping in. Uh, hey, Anthony, what's uh, what's going on? Is, uh, is Jordan Poole going into the starting lineup full-time or what? What's the deal? Let's cut right to the chase here. No, he is not. All right, uh, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, Clay Thompson <laughs> will stay in it, which, I mean... You know, you can you can view that politically or whatever. But you know, the rehab that starting lineup is like remains one of the best five man units in basketball. I mean, every metric says they still are like dominant. Um, you know, they do need to figure out how to, you know, I guess unlock pool to a greater degree off the bench. But I mean there was I mean, he he ended the last three rounds of the playoffs coming off the bench last year and was fine. So they just need to find combinations that fit him better. And I do think that they are attempting to do that now with Jermichael Green as the backup five. Lamb's going to play more. He can shoot it. Just space the floor a little bit better for him. Um, and then start him when Clay sits, which is going to be one night of every back-to-back. Yeah, so, I mean, I was kind of tongue-in-cheek with the question, Anthony. I guess the better thing is when you see a performance like that, um, I know we're nowhere close to this, but is what you just said in ink for the rest of the year, or, or at what point could there be a discussion? I think it is uh, in ink, you know, um, 
playoffs is where you 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 probably come to tougher decisions. But Clay Thompson's like just physicality uh, is needed in the playoff series. You saw it in the finals last year against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like you need a six foot seven dude who can you know body up uh, some of the bigger wings in the league, which which pool isn't. Um, but you know, depending on the series, you know he's you could you know put pool in for Looney if you feel like you need to go small. You could put him in. Or Clay, I guess theoretically. I remember last year before the playoffs, Wiggins was struggling, and the thought was maybe you have him in the starting lineup for Wiggins. Now that conversation is gone. Um, but the re- like, Poole's got to play thirty minutes. He's got to be able to lead that second unit because he's a, like basically the non-step minutes. He's the second best playmaker on the team, so he needs to be, and he is being paid very well, or at least will be next year to lead those those units. Um, I think the conversation maybe we could have is like closing lineup. You know, if, if it's a night where Clay's clearly off and there's been plenty of them early, you close with Poole instead of Clay. That's probably a tougher discussion, but the one on a night-to-night basis, Steve Kerr can adjust to depending on how Clay looks. And do you think that the whole notion of the starting lineup, is it Clay in a comfortability, or is it Clay with a, more of, a, of an ego thing? Because he hasn't come off the bench since his rookie year. Is it more Clay wants the status of being a starter, or is it more comfortability for him? I think it's all of the above. Um, I think that uh, also, like he's in in many ways proven um, he. he like that, the, he he works within the lineup. Like he needs to get going more, but they're not. They're fine starting games, right? I mean, like they're they're up ten to start every game, so it's working. So I, to me, there's not like some you know huge urgency to change it. Uh, it's just like you know they need to get him going, and to me, that's that's different than like you know changing up exactly who's on the floor right to start the game. Maybe changing lineup combinations again, as I said, closing lineup type things, but. Um, yeah, Clay's a prideful guy. I mean, to, to your original question, like, yeah, like Clay does not want to come off the bench. Like, that's just the reality of it. Anthony Slater with us here on Willard and Dibs talking Warrior basketball. Okay, what do you make of of the Wiseman move? And and Anthony, to the best of your ability, what do you, what do you think they're really thinking right now? They're really thinking that he needs like uh, you know a long stint to. to jumpstart his career and it cannot come with the Warriors because they can't play him right now I mean he drags every lineup down they have a 124 defensive rating with him on the floor um it's you know part of the second unit problems that have bled over into Jordan Poole was like you know how how bad he'd been uh you know really to start the year I guess in those units so it's just a restart you know I don't think there's any urgency I know people want to talk about well does this mean a potential trade does this mean they'll split up it's November in an NBA season I really think they just need to get him down there um you know try to try to refresh his mind hope you know hope he can go down and have you know 25 and 12 type nights and and gain a little bit of a rhythm and you could say that's for uh, i guess trade market purposes you know if he goes down and is really good in the g league that would help in that realm but also you know looney tweaks an ankle in in mid-december or jamichael green goes down with something like you know he might Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You need to be used down the line, and you need to get them more ready for that, and it's much better to do that in Santa Cruz in a low-stakes environment than just glued to the bench with the Warriors because we can all see like he's going to remain glued to the bench if he's with the actual big Warriors. And is it a question of confidence, or is it more about fit for Wiseman right now? Because it seems more and more like it's becoming apparent that maybe the way he goes about playing doesn't fit with the Warriors' style of basketball. Yeah, and I think we've always known that. You know, I think some of the, you know, when they drafted him, I think that the thought process maybe kind of was like, hey, there's going to be a post-Steph Curry era, right? I mean, he was always going to age well, but I'm not sure there was knowledge at the time like oh no they're gonna like you know restart the dynasty and be defending champs and curry's gonna look as good as ever at age 34 35 um so you kind of need to be able to play in a step curry ecosystem for the next several years and yeah like he's i mean you could have even seen that pre-draft like he's a pick and roll diving big that you know doesn't have great early career feel for basketball in general and passing and like you know, as a rookie, they tried to kind of make him Andrew Bogut, David West style, like, you know, pass out of the high post type stuff. He's just, he's incapable of doing that. That doesn't mean he can't be successful in the league. There's plenty of, you know, pick and roll, dive bigs. They kind of tried to make him do the JaVale McGee role. Maybe he can get to that. Um, but to get to that, he's just got to be better defensively. I think that he, he, he could survive on the floor offensively in the NBA. And, and, you know, you saw it in a few games. He can be an efficient, you know, remember the Lakers opening night? problem is he just gets attacked so much defensively and and that to me is like the problem he needs to fix quickest Anthony, uh, you know, you, you look at this team and, and it feels like it's been such a bumpy start, but if you've bought tickets to a game, you're very happy. They're 6-1 and one at home. You follow them. What the hell happens when they get on a plane? Yeah, um, I mean, you can go, almost go game by game. They've blown a lot of, like, you know, winnable games. You know, I know the conversation has, has surrounded mostly the second unit which has struggled but it's like you know they're up four with a minute left in charlotte with the veterans on the floor they lose that lead then they get pounded by a bad hornet team in overtime they have a lead down the stretch in orlando they lose it to to a very young magic team they had a lead in miami they lost it uh the other day in sacramento you know they got outplayed by demonis sabonis and De'Aaron fox and when i say they i'm talking about draymond green and steph curry and clay thompson like you know the main guys have have let four road wins, you know, bleed away. They could be four and three on the road and then flip their record right now. What does that make them, you know, 10 and four? Um, maybe you only get three of those. Okay, you're nine and five. Like, um, they just, I mean, this is the greatest core ever at winning road games in, like, the toughest environments. Five months ago, they closed out the Celtics in Boston in game six. I just kind of feel like they need to get their late game mojo back a little bit. 
And is part of that the reinsertion now of Jermichael Green into the, that stretch five role, that big man role late in games? How important will he be in revitalizing a bench that's really struggled? Yeah, I just think he fits better like that. You know, we always have these – this always happens with the Warriors. They, they, they bring in, you know, combo forwards, like three, four, five type uh, players and, you know, try them in different positions. And then it always ends up coming to, oh, well, he's kind of got to be a center in the Warriors environment. Eric Pascal, I think, is a great example of that. They tried to make him a three. It became clear he had to be like a small ball five man. Uh, Kaminga, I think, is kind of trending that way, right? You know, when they drafted him, it was like, oh, is he – could he maybe be like a, a Paul George-style small forward? Kind of like a small ball big at this point. That's just what you have to be with the Warriors. Looney was drafted not necessarily as a center. Um, so it's just, to me, the way the Warriors want to play, fast, mobile, shoot, face the floor, like Jermichael Green only really fits as a center. They need a backup center because I don't think you want to overburden Draymond Green with a ton of center minutes. And, and James Wiseman's not ready to be the backup center, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, to put uh, Jermichael in that spot. Anthony Slater on 95.7 The Game. Let's uh, let's not forget to uh, to talk a little bit about tomorrow night. Clay Thompson and Devin Booker round two, huh? Like, uh, based on what happened last time, wh- what do you think spills over, if anything, into this one? Yeah, I don't think it, you know, erupts. <laughs> I, I, I would doubt just ma- the mathematics would tell me that, uh, you know, Clay Thompson's unlikely to get ejected again. That was the only time in his entire career. Uh, but he's going to be fired up and, like, you know, plays in a situation where they, they could be playing the, the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow and he's going to be fired up. He's trying to, like, uh, you know, I guess light a fire under his season right now. You saw probably saw his Instagram post the other day. Like, basically, a flood is coming. Um, so he was already going to be juiced, but you throw the ESPN in Phoenix, what happened with Booker. Um, I bet he comes out firing. And that sometimes that's a good thing for the Warriors. He can get hot. He can go have one of those six to six first quarters. But of late, that's not necessarily a good thing for their offense. He's one of the least efficient high-volume shooters in the league right now. So, uh, you know, good or not, I do expect Clay Thompson to take a lot of jumpers early on. And is that something they need to address, Anthony, the whole idea that Clay seems to be hunting his shot and he's doing it from the three-point line more often than we've seen throughout his whole career? Does he need to recalibrate and get back to more of a mid-range shooter? Um, you know, I, I think more than like exactly where on the floor he's shooting the shots, it's like what type of shots, you know, how early in the clock are the smart shots. He had a couple in Sacramento the other day that were just, I mean, so obviously mistake shots. I mean, there was one with the shot clock off and 12 seconds left in a quarter, which is like every NBA rule tells you, you know, dribble it out, you know, don't allow the other team in possession. He just chucked the three, you know, just because he wanted to. Uh, those are the type of shots that, you know, they, they got to, you know, I guess, uh, get out of him, but this is what happens when he's pressing. They, we, they went through this uh, when he came back last season. Remember the first 15 or so games he was uh, shooting like basically a shot per minute. It's all about getting you know shots within the flow of the offense. Sometimes that is the 18-footer. If it's the three, that's fine, but make sure you know generally catch and shoot within the flow of the offense. Don't, like you said, go hunting. Uh, the tr- you know, there's been a few where they, they kick it ahead to him in transition, and they're kicking it ahead to just kind of, you know, get flow going. And then he just pulls, like, 20 on the shot clock. He's shooting that 30-footer. It's like, okay, you probably, you know, considering the percentage you're shooting right now, probably shouldn't take that. But, you know, he's trying to summon game six clay at all times, it seems, and it's, it's kind of hard to break that out of him. Anthony, great stuff. Enjoy Phoenix. Are you going, I assume? Are you going to be in Phoenix? I actually am uh, taking this one off. Mark Thompson is going for us. But okay. 
Uh, yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, uh, enjoy doing what the rest of us are going to do, and enjoy watching the game then. And uh, and thank you very much. All right, folks. All right. There he goes, Anthony Slater Slates. on uh, Slates <laughs> on the uh, Golden State Warriors. He came in at ten thirty because there was a lefty. Yeah. Throwing. Got to so, have him. Yeah. Got to have the righty against I'm, the lefty. I'm looking for a number for tomorrow night. I can't find a number. Does Phoenix play tonight? Is that why? A lot of times those in, in, in the NBA, no, they usually no, wait no. Uh, until the day of. Or I, I got know. I got three lines on tomorrow night's game. I just don't have that one. Okay, I just don't have that one. So I would imagine Phoenix would be favored by three and a half. Seventeen and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking more like three and a hook would be my guess. I'll see if I can find one. Uh, Offshore. Yeah, yeah. Go offshore. Go way offshore. Go to one of those accounts that uses cryptocurrency. Am I right? Go to one of those accounts that uses the cryptocurrency. That's actually the one I used to go through. Uh, they use the crypto. Warriors pause all FTX-related promotions uh, following the Jordan Poole bobblehead that was given out last night. Uh, but uh, that after FTX filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection because of a steep fall in crypto prices, leaving the company unable to cover their accounts. Um, this is one of those moments, and I know, Spadone, get it ready. I know you love the young people. Oh, the young people. This is one of those, this is, would be akin to all streaming services going down. And 75-year-olds around America are like, ha! I love the young people. <laughs> I've got a regular remote control right here. So you can take your Apple TV and shove it. Totally. Because crypto went down and I'm like, good. I never knew what the hell it was to begin with. Me either. What is it? Is it Monopoly money? I never know what they're doing back then. What is it? Thank you. Thank you. Mom's meatloaf. I never know what she's doing back there. What is she, What are they doing? I got. Listen, I got an account on one of these sites. And they're like, yeah, if you want regular money, you have to give us 50% of it. But you can have all of it if you use it in crypto. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll take the 50-50 thing, even though that's a terrible deal. Because I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I, I've, I've tried to grasp it no many times. I have no clue what you're doing. What are you doing? Yeah, right? What are you doing? So, I mean, how do I get my what money? What is it worth? <laughs> I mean... There was Bitcoin, and then there was all these other what? ones, too. It's like, which is the good one? What? And, and what's happened to it all? Why did it all tank? And what does it all mean? I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I have a good friend uh, who has tried to get me in into it many times. All you have to do is you have to you know, establish a digital wallet, and then you do oh. this, and then you do that. It's like I got a digital wallet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's some tickets in there, I, some stuff. I have a leather wallet yeah, that I have. I got one of those, too. I have a wallet, and I yeah. carry cash. And so, catch me out one time. That's super weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's creepy. I got change, too. I got some coins, too, I in case you, you need it. You were hucking it across the room pennies. earlier today. I hate pennies. Gosh, it's so funny that you said that. Uh, the lovely Christy just looked into my cup holder yesterday, and she's like, what are you doing? Why do you have eight dirt-filled pennies <laughs> underneath uh -huh. your coffee or your drink? Right. And it just makes it rattle, and it makes it, you're never going to use them. What are you doing with those? Yeah. And then I wanted to throw them out the window. As a, she goes, no, put them in the trash. And I'm like, no, someone will find a lucky penny. And she's like, no, right. Nobody wants the penny. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, you're right. Nobody's just gonna. So I had about six pennies in my bag, and okay. I just I left yeah, them you, around the, in the green room. You didn't so. leave them. You threw them. You I threw, threw them, them on the top wall. of the shelf. Bad, yeah. Bad juju throwing away pennies when your dog is named Penny too. That's fair. Yeah, okay. no, but what if I just said my focus is on the penny that matters? 
What if I said it that way, Spadone? Yeah. Yeah. Sure okay. All right. That works. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. There are a few moments when you get to whatever age, and this is anything that ends in five, 25, 35, 45, 55, whatever. There are a few moments because getting older stinks, no matter how much, like 35 stinks more than 25 and 45 more than right. And uh, I'll let you know what 55 feels like when I get there. But point being is there are a few moments where you're like, ha. There you see, that's a win for the people who won't evolve. <laughs> Yesterday was one of those days. I don't even know what your crypto, I, I don't even, didn't they, did they rename Staples Center? Crypto.com? Yeah. What are they doing now, Spadone? They it's just not FTX, I know just that. just going to call it Lakers Arena? What happens now? I don't know. Do you know why it's called Bitcoin? Because it's a bit. That's what it is. Uh huh. It's, it's all fake. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I give him a three. I give him a three. It's currency that can be affected by Elon Musk being like, ha Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> now Doge. millionaires everywhere. <laughs> Nobody knew how to pronounce Dogecoin. I heard Dogecoin. Yeah. I heard Dogecoin. I heard. She's a singer, right? Doja Cat. Yes. Yeah. I heard <laughs> Doge. What is it? What was? Is it Dogecoin? Doge. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you a hundred percent sure? No. Okay. <laughs> It's like the the truck is the Doge Ram. Same thing. Mm -hmm. I just my kids call Penny a, a Doge. Something they like just for fun. They're yeah. like, yeah. Well, the, if the youth are Doge. saying Doge, yeah, then they're like, let's take is. the Doge for a walk. But I think that's because of Doja Cat, or maybe not. I don't. I don't know what crypto is. Kyle, stop interrogating me. <laughs> anyway, all right. Eight 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 nine five seven. Five seventy is the number. You can get in on this, okay? Do you want pool to start? Listen, Anthony Slater, he just said it very definitively. Not only, and we've been there from the beginning. We're not there yet, but Dibs, Anthony was like, yeah, we're also not going to get there. We're not getting there. Yeah. Clay Thompson, and what I found interesting, and this was to your question, because it was a <clears throat> great question. Okay. Um. He said, yeah, it's not. It's not just because of basketball. It is because of Clay's mentality. Yeah. And and, I use the word and, ego, and I think that's a part of it. And, you know, we, we saw this back when they signed Kevin Durant and the talk about, hey, KD's coming in, Clay, and what do you think this is going to do to your shots? And he said, I'm not giving up any of my yeah. shots. <laughs> and what did you see from Clay Thompson? He didn't give None up of any shots. of his shots. Yeah. And I, I, we love Clay for being the everyman that he is. He's a boat captain. He's a dog owner. He's a regular guy. I used to see him at the Montclair golf course driving range. He would just show up with his buddies and have a couple pitchers of beer and hit some golf balls like the rest of us would. Can he hit the ball? Is he he's good all right. He's okay. Yeah, right. he's not as I've good golfed, as I've golfed, I've golfed with his dad. Whoop. Totally. Uh, and the only fun thing about my, Michael, and Michael's not bad. What was really funny about Michael, Michael brings out a different ball to putt with when he gets to the green. That's not cool. Isn't that illegal, by totally the way? Totally illegal. Yeah. You're so, not a kicker in the NFL, Mike. <laughs> you don't get to bring out the K-ball. He thinks he is. He's got a sleeve of balls or two sleeves of balls that are all the different balls, right? You know, the, the soccer ball and the basketball and the football. Yeah. But they're golf balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just brings those. He likes to putt with those. 
He likes. He loves soccer. He really likes to putt with the soccer ball. Okay. Yeah, that's so, interesting. And that was back before the soccer golf balls were cool. Now they're everywhere. Yeah. But this was like he was. He was a forward. On the thinking, cutting edge. Yeah. He, yeah. He was a forward thinking cat back then. Yeah, and he's whatever, Michael. You can do go crazy, do what you want. I'm not that serious of a golfer. Uh, make sure that you use the same ball all the way through hurl well, for you, you start putting once you get to within 100 yards of the green. Yeah, I can so flat out roll the rock. And that's for damn sure. But I, I mean, the golf. Texas wedge I've ever seen. Clay, I think Clay looks at golf like, you know, it's kind of fun to do for eight minutes, and then it's like, dude, where's my boat? Well, I think uh, he probably uses them in the same way. And this is interesting to me about Clay Thompson. Like, he's somebody who does like to um, kind of get away from it, it seems like. he's some, Look, he's Bahamian, right? And I know he's not. I, his dad was born there. He was born here. Uh, you know, Orange County in Oregon or where he grew up. But he's different that way. And in ways that we love Clay Thompson, the boat, whether it's getting away from it all, he's a, a, a single guy who's on social media. He's got this dog who everybody's just in love Rocco. with. Right? He's different. Yeah. Clay's different, and we have grown to love that in every single possible way. And I think about it with the experience that he's had over the last six months as well. Because honestly... This hasn't looked like I thought it was going to look, and I don't mean that from, boy, his efficiency rating is down. I really, I fell for it, and, and I don't think it was like a, an elaborate hoax or something, but when we left in June, how many people were like, and when we get back, Wiseman and full-level Clay? You got neither. You got neither. Yeah. Wiseman's in Santa Cruz, and Clay's doing the exact same thing they did last year at, at a lower efficiency rate. I'm surprised about the Wiseman because I thought if healthy, he would be good enough or better enough to where he could at least be in the rotation, like at a Kaminga level. He can't even get Kaminga minutes right now. Right. He's unplayable. That surprises me. The Clay Thompson thing, not surprised at all. And I expected this to be the, the way that his playing time went. I am a little bit surprised that he didn't play anything in the summer. And I'm also surprised that his efficiency has been so bad. Slater said he's one of the worst, or if not the worst, high-volume shooter in the association right now. So that surprises me. The fact that he's sitting... Back-to-backs, that doesn't surprise me at all. All right, if you want to weigh in on any of this, Poole and Clay and Wiseman, 888-957-9570 is the number. We are absolutely going to your phone calls next. Plus, Christmas Eve just got a whole lot more interesting for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll dive into that. That's what's up next on the game, and it's brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Also, Willard & Dibbs, sponsored by Choose change.org back in a moment on 95.7 the game okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 